He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless continues i just want to say thank you to everyone in this community far and wide let's smash that thumbs up before we get started and uh here soon if you notice we will be changing the comment sections to subscribers only we have over eighty thousand regular viewers on youtube but only forty thousand people subscribed so if you haven't already make sure you subscribe hit that notification bell smash the thumbs up if you appreciate the content our message what we're doing on this channel because i appreciate you guys and i just want to continue to grow this and help uh, prepare as many people as we can possible for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history tonight let's get straight on into it we got a lot to talk about we are talking set price after settlement uh settlement season and we have the SEC completely exposed. We're going to get into all of it tonight. So important, what this update tonight here. Let's get it started. Let's get it fired up. Okay, starting out, we got our Bitcoin is down at 18,600 at the time of this recording. Bitcoin did bottom out here at 18.5 was the level. 18.5 was the price of your Bitcoin. Taking a quick look at the chart. Wanted to show you guys this. So at that top line, that top line, 20,066 is where I entered my Bitcoin short last night. Uh, one of the first things that I did after I got back from my quick trip away, got back into the office, shorted Bitcoin after I saw it did pump above 20,000, and then I bought more XRP. That's not financial advice. We've already exited that trade for profit, and uh, we, we did that in the Discord as well. Now, for, for you guys know, I'm, I'm very simple, and I always update you guys on what trades I'm looking at, the setup that I'm looking at. If you want to get the real-time trades that we're doing, I don't do many trades, but when I do them, I give them to my Discord uh, real-time, and I let them know how I see the setup in real-time. If you want to join the group, it's not a trading group, but it's just another part of the value that we bring to our exclusive community of investors, researchers, like-minded individuals. Much love to you all that were able to take profit on that trade. Uh, that was a beautiful setup, and let's continue on. So tonight we got to talk about the settlement season. There's a lot of scores that are getting settled up. Remember, last time we talked about settlement season, we were talking about how we have a financial settlement that's going to take place here. Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, that's going to get settled up. Um, there's there's uh, many things that are converging right now. You guys already know the deal. Now let's take a look at this kinetic war front, that this situation that went live after a currency war that we've been watching unfold, now we have this kinetic war going live over there in the Russia-Ukraine region. Let's see the current update tonight is that Russia says the UNSC that Donbass, Kherson, and uh, not going to say the name of that last region in Ukraine are now returning to their homeland. So they are claiming more regions here in the east. Of course, these are regions that they had already taken over. Uh, but now they're saying that the people are voting, I guess, to go back. I, we're going to continue to watch this situation out of the Russia-Ukraine region. Very tough to get the truth out of these war front regions right now. You guys already know. The mainstream media is lying to us every single night. In the Twitter sleuths, the live, the live videos on the streets, 
people, you know, we got Elon beaming down the internet to Iran, um, covering all that, the, the protests and the uprisings that are happening over there. On this channel, we just want to continue to watch the situation unfold in every country facing a different crisis, facing a different situation. Prayers to everyone out there that's going through it. And we just say, God bless you all. We have viewers across the world, and we are standing here together as one uh, and resisting this evil every single day. And what we see here in this region is uh, definitely we have three-letter agencies underway, uh, black actors, uh, black hat actors. Uh, and then we're talking about government agencies that have been caught in lies that we're going to go over at the end of this episode. So that's not conspiracy theory. It's all out here in the public documents now. And on this channel, we say, may all truth be exposed. May all truth be revealed. We don't got, we got to get political with it. We don't got to see who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Let's just let it all be exposed in a U.S. court of law. And uh, may God be with us. Denmark assesses the Nord Stream gas leaks were caused by a deliberate act and could not have been a result of accidents. Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen. Okay. So they are saying that this is a deliberate act. Denmark is. Jim Rickard says, I don't know who blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. I do know that when solving a mystery, you look for motives. Russia has none. They can turn off the gas when they want. The U.S. has plenty. Blame Putin, escalate the war, advance the green agenda, make the EU dependent, go on from there. Absolutely what I'm talking about right here. Uh, you know that we have to be careful when we call out our government, unfortunately, with the censorship right here in social media. But here it's just facts that are being proven time and time again. And I also have another little connection that I'm going to play for you guys. You guys take it for what it's worth. I'm not here to interject my uh, political opinion, my bias. I'm here for you guys to make up your own mind. But you tell me what's going on behind the scenes here. And once again, they tell us it to our face. It's just the people aren't listening. But we are. We're completely tapped in. We don't let the mainstream media articulate how we and tell us how we need to think. We just listen to these people, these actors, the words that they speak. Look at what they do here. Listen to Joe Biden. This is from February 7th, talking about Nord Stream 2. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. We will bring an end to Nord Stream two, out of Joe Biden's own mouth, February seventh. But, but how will you how will you do that? Look in his eyes. Look in his eyes. Exactly, since the project. And control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Let me answer I promise first. you we'll be able to do it with that little grin, that little smirk. That's our President Joe Biden running the show. And then here we have today, Nord Stream 2 is down. And what do we have here? This is being reported out of Denmark, fact checkers. I'm not interjecting political bias. This is being assessed by Denmark as a, quote, deliberate act. Folks, this is a dicey situation. You have to understand that people's lives are at stake here, especially this will affect Europe. There's a cause and effect with everything that's taking place right now. The reason why we focus on these world stage events and how they're going to play out is because people are going to not make it, literally. The energy bills have already gone through the roof in Europe. We already got rolling blackouts across this planet. You name the country, there's a different issue taking place. And folks, 
This is truly incredible to see. They are willing to sacrifice their own people. They're willing to sacrifice the, the middle class and poor of this country. You know that if you're here in the United States. We haven't had it really fall apart yet in this country, but it's coming. It's coming. And as you can see, the, the cabal, the bad actors, the, the elite, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, whatever the conspiracy theory is to you, at the end of the day, we've been able to dissect all of this. And we've been able to show time and time again that they, this is a setup. Either, it's, either they're stupid or it's a setup, and I'll let you decide, okay? Now, let's continue on. From XX1133122111, our good friend on Twitter, says, A lot of things closing from September 30th to October 5th. Russia martial law September 30th. Vatican bank deadline September 30th. Banks upgrading September 30th to October, uh, October 5th. More and more canceled concerts and public events that week canceled, right? Not saying something is happening, but I don't believe in coincidences staged. I would have to agree, brother. We do not agree. We do not believe in coincidences either. And everything else that we've put together. Rosh Hashanah, the end of the Shemitah year has, the Shemitah year has passed. A new year is here. 2023 is approaching, which will be the 322 year. That's going to be an interesting one as well. But to wrap up this year, 2022, we talked about going into October 4th and 5th. That's going to be your Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, the Jewish High Holy Days marking uh, basically every single crash that we've had over the last 100, even 200 years, if you go back and look at it. Serious market crash, talking about a 35% crash over an eight-week period. And we already broke it down. We already gave you the secret sauce. We already dropped it down here for you guys. October 4th through 5th, Yom Kippur, and I believe, as has happened three times in 2008, 1987, and 1929, the crash could end, the panic event could end on the Feast of Tabernacles, which is going to be the October 9th through 16th window. There you go. We knew that a lot of people were looking at, you know, September 24th over the last week or so. We've had everyone talking about, what do you think is going to happen on September 24th? And my answer was, Never focus on one date, focus on the events, focus on a time, a window of opportunity, but most importantly, understand what events are about to play out and then prepare accordingly, invest accordingly. That's what we do on this channel. But watching this all break down, is it a coincidence? Is it, is it just random? You guys let me know all these food processing plants going down, whatever the next crisis may be, more fear for the people. Now, here we go. Taking this back to the United States, White House officials are quietly preparing for the departure of Treasury Secretary Janet No Telling Yellen after the midterm elections as per Axios. Okay, so let's see if that actually comes through. But we're going to watch this. How low will the S&P go before Janet No Telling Yellen steps down along with potentially Gary Gensler and others? You guys already know we're expecting many government officials to be stepping down after this midterm elections. Not only is this midterm election going to be a massive red wave, and that's not a political endorsement of the Republican Party. It's not a left-right deal. It's a political cycle that is about to play out. It's going to be a massive red wave. It's just going to be. That's just the fact. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but that's, that's, what we're, that's our forecast. That's what we're modeling right now. 
How low will the S&P go? Much, much, much further to go. Peter Schiff says, the S&P 500 just took out its June low, extending the bear market deadline to 25% from January's record high, with 30-year mortgage rates set to rise above 7% today. Real estate prices will follow stock prices lower, collapsing wealth plus soaring debt service costs equals a financial crisis. And one interesting thing that I want to do note is that, yes, uh, the average rate, the average interest rate, the average 30-year fixed rate uh, jumps to 7.08%. That's the highest rate since 2002. That is being confirmed by Lance Lambert. But yes, absolutely. This is what's interesting to note. The S&P 500 just took out its June lows after everyone was shilling that we weren't even in a bear market, right? <laughs> we weren't even in a bear market. Then they finally capitulated during June. It took them all until the summer to finally capitulate. But now everyone's been saying that the bottom is in, even though we just took out the June lows on uh, the S&P. But what's interesting to note is that if you look at Bitcoin right here, we pull up the chart once again, looking at Bitcoin trading at 18.5 is where it bottomed out today. Okay, that is not breaking the June lows for Bitcoin. So the S&P 500 has broke June lows and now we're watching Bitcoin. I took profits on my Bitcoin short last night because Bitcoin doesn't belong above 20,000. That's, that's where it's at. There is no real buying pressure for Bitcoin right now. Like, think of how many times here that we've rejected off this 20K level, 21,000, 22K. Remember it pumped up in August all the way to 25K. We've been shorting Bitcoin over the last three months, five for seven on the trades for over a 40% profit. I haven't done the most recent calculation. Uh, 40, 50% profit, I think is where we're at, 45% profit, uh, shorting Bitcoin seven times over the last three months because Bitcoin doesn't belong at 25K. From the fundamental analysis and then from the technical analysis, we can see that we got a long ways to go. The line is going straight down on the chart. Any doofus moron can see that. And look at the fundamental macroeconomic picture, going to get much worse. We've been saying that, right? And it's not because we want to sell doom and gloom and we need clicks and we need views and we need thumbnails. No, it's a very simple, straightforward message that you're going to be sacrificed if you don't got your shit together right now. If you think that the bottom is in and you think that this is over, you got a lot, a lot of waking up to do, folks. This setup is incredible. And it's interesting to see that the S&P has broke those June lows. Now we're seeing that Bitcoin still above the June lows of 17.6 was where we were at for Bitcoin. Now, I've talked here on this channel, my targets go down below 14K. Okay, down below 14K is gonna be easily done for Bitcoin. And 10,000, obviously 10,000, there's gonna be some buying down there for sure, absolutely. The Bitcoin bros have been buying all the way from the top, including Michael Saylor, from the, from the billionaire hedge funds that have been taking huge losses all the way down to the Bitcoin bros on Twitter, they're gonna be buying it the whole way. I'm gonna be interested to see all these quote unquote influencers, how that strategy has worked out, how that program has worked out that you have to have Bitcoin and Ethereum in every portfolio, when we're gonna see them get just smacked, obliterated once again, with the upside potential nowhere near these other utility cryptos that have obviously been suppressed, artificially suppressed through the SEC staged lawsuit. It's as clear as day. This is the most incredible setup, guys. And as I said, set price after settlement season. I'm about to get into that after we go through this. I'm going to finish up my cryptocurrency news right here. 
Cheap, easy money, destroyed value. This is from XRP Darren, uh, Fame21, more on Twitter. Huge shout out. Cheap, easy money, destroyed value. There is a lack of quality, a lack of appreciation, a lack of care. Remember what it was like when a business owner appreciated your business. When a worker was proud to have a job. Look at movies. Same recycled garbage. Absolutely. I'd, I'd have to agree. I mean, I've been scouring uh, Netflix for a new show and I struggle to find a new show. Most recently, I just finally watched Blacklist because I'm trying to find something that's, you know, kind of interesting, right? But it is obviously a lot of repeats, a lot of repetitiveness. And the only reason that I watch any sort of that Netflix TV or any of those programs is for the predictive programming. I'm trying to watch a sick movie, a sick sci-fi or something that's going to show us what they're doing. The most recent show that I've been watching is Blacklist, which I find interesting because it's all government conspiracies, government corruption, and it's a pretty fascinating show. But nonetheless, you guys know me. We have been not spending our time doing this. We've been spending our time building real value in our businesses. 99% of the time is business, and then we spend the rest of it with family. That's all we do on, in this program. And you're starting to see it on Main Street. And I saw this, that going back to 2020, the situation got really ugly. A lot of guys took money. A lot, the system got kept afloat. The stimulus kept us propped up. The UBI checks. Now we got debt forgiveness. They're going to have more programs. But you can see the stressed out business owner on Main Street, which I hate to see. Which is why I'm trying to help as many people as I can. I'm trying to roll out a business development program as I go here. Give it to my Discord group talk about business uh, strategies for starting a side hustle and or starting a real business that's going to be bigger than just yourself. I think that now is a fantastic opportunity, but absolutely cheap, easy money destroyed value and it gave everyone a participation trophy. Now, as the system gets flooded and uh, we're starting to see who's going to actually stay afloat through the storm, the storm is here. The liquidity debt crisis is here because of these rising interest rates. You're going to see it in real estate above 7% interest rates for real estate, taking us back to 2002 interest rate levels. The, the real estate asset class is always going to be lagging, okay? But you're starting to see this is going to really affect uh, all the way from Main Street, all the way up the top to Wall Street and the hedge funds because they got debt service. The corporations all have debt service. And as that interest rate increases to over 7%, for your mortgages and as the fed increases all the way through the end of this year is what they're telling us they're going to do the numbers don't lie even from the technical story the technical analysis the numbers do not lie it has to get worse and they're willing to sacrifice the stock market to rein back in inflation to slow down the complete dollar crisis the in every country is now leaving the u.s dollar essentially Every other country is looking at their own CBDC solution. How do you do trade without the U.S. dollar? But what has happened in this cryptocurrency space from Crypto Whale? As we've predicted, because we listened to Brad Garlinghouse tell us that 99% of crypto is going to go away, we knew that these guys were going to be folding. We knew that they weren't running legit operations. Voyager CEO resigns. Celsius CEO resigns. Kraken CEO resigns. Terra CEO re resigns. MicroStrategy Michael Saylor CEO resigns. Compute North, uh, which is, I, I believe is the largest Bitcoin mining operation, Compute North CEO resigns. As the bear market continues, many of the crypto criminals are running away as their Ponzi's collapse, which is beautiful. 
which is absolutely beautiful because as I'm about to talk about here uh, shortly after we get this settlement, all of the big money, all of the institution that is in the know is getting in on XRP right now before the settlement, but you're about to have massive, massive FOMO from institutions after the settlement as well. They're gonna need XRP. And as the money flows away out of the scams, we're gonna get all, the, the, all that liquidity, all that money is gonna be flowing into utility. Is it all gonna go into XRP? No, obviously not. But that's why we have these other utility cryptos that we're definitely expecting to outperform. And as we were talking about on last night's show, we're talking about the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 having to be restructured, having to actually include some of these companies like Ripple, some of these legit companies where their CEO is not only resigning, he's parading around the country, parading around the world, going to all the conferences, all the deals that matter, Ripple swell event taking place in London right after the Queen's passing. All of the uh, numbers, too, are no lie. On-demand liquidity record growth, which is actual adoption of the cryptocurrency project, not just hype from the CEOs that are all resigning, going to jail, and pumped complete Ponzi schemes on all of us. And notice that all of those influencers were, were selling out to taking deals from these programs as well. From, you know, the Celsiuses, from the Voyagers, the, the Krakens, all the way down to the little meme tokens, all the little NFTs. And this is why I don't do paid sponsorships from any of these. I, I, my DMs were just flooded today for some reason from cryptocurrency projects. Bunch of crap. We're not going to take any of the money for that crap. Thank you. Thank you. But we will uh, pass on that. Now, this is the juicy stuff. This is what we've been waiting to get into tonight. Set price after settlement season and what we see here is SEC lies completely exposed. The government, United States government, is being completely exposed right now, which is why we think a settlement is coming in here soon. Let's take this. Eleanor Tarrett, huge shout out, one of the few in mainstream news that has actually been covering this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Breaking scoop, I have received a copy of Bill Hinman's public calendar covering his entire tenure while at the SEC government. It's extensive, 189 pages worth, of which I am still coming through, but here are some standouts. On Wednesday, March 28, 2018, Hinman had a scheduled meeting with Scott Cooper, managing partner of Andreessen Horowitz. Thursday, March uh, 29th, Hinman had a scheduled meeting with Consensus and SEC Corporation of Finance official Amy Starr. So remember, Andreessen Horowitz obviously invested in Consensus, Ethereum, all of that, right? Andreessen Horowitz, we already know about that. On Friday, April 6th, Hinman had a scheduled meeting titled Ethereum. It was just titled ETH. Thursday, April 12th at 4.30 p.m., a meeting scheduled titled Ether. On April 23rd, so later that month in April, he had a scheduled meeting with Joseph Lubin. Then, uh, and on the day Hinman gave his famous speech at the Yahoo Finance All Market Summit, there was a scheduled meeting with Ripple Council Valerie Shizpanik, I cannot pronounce her name, Shizpanik, at 10 a.m. More to come. All dates uh, above are from 2018. Now, what did Stefan Huber have to say? Stefan Huber says, in 2017, the SEC claimed Hinman had no government calendar. They also claimed that he didn't write or meet with Simpson Thatcher. Lies over lies. Right. 
So huge shout out to Stefan Huber and Eleanor Terrett. We are definitely looking at getting a copy of those documents. The Freedom of Information uh, request has been granted, I guess, and they have got the schedule there. So that's going to be very interesting to see. But read this. Uh, this is from the SEC's own words. We have been advised that to the extent Mr. Heyman may ha uh, maintain such documents, they are solely for his personal use and convenience. Consequently, they are not considered agency records and are not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. Thus, we do not have any information res uh, responsive to your request. So essentially, we don't get to hold government officials like Bill Hinman responsible. Even after it's been caught uh, in, in a lie here, once again, the SEC saying that he never met with Simpson Thatcher when that was completely exposed. The email is completely exposed. And there's so much more here to be unraveled in this case. This is why there has to be a settlement underway. Now, is it going to be announced tomorrow, next week, next month? Is it going to be stalled out another year? It could literally be stalled out another year. But it definitely looks like we are here in settlement season is what I'm calling it. And it's not only for this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. We have many other issues to settle up including the currency war, the energy war, every single asset to be reset, restructured. And then we're going to have a set price of the assets that need to be restructured. That's also part of the settlement season. So it's not just with the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. And for the haters that say, oh, you're, you're making, uh, you know, settlement hype videos. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just said the caveat, this could go out another year. We are definitely going to stack a fat bag of XRP if they give us another year, right? We are not going anywhere. We continue to double down on this investment. We know what we hold. We know the value utility unlock after this stage lawsuit is done. What does Anders, Anders on uh, Twitter have to say here? I think this is just it. Banks will have FOMO, fear of missing on-demand liquidity. Not only are we going to have the retail pump FOMO, where me and you are going to be trying to run up. I just FOMO'd into XRP at 47 cents. Now here today, it's back down to uh, 42 cents. 42 cents for our XRP right now. And I just FOMO'd in last night at 47 cents. Don't care in the slightest because I hit another level in my XRP bag that I'm just thrilled about. And I understand what's about to happen here. It's not just the retail pump. It's going to be an institutional pump for XRP. It's going to be an institutional adoption at scale moment for XRP. You already see the partnerships out there. You already see the people that are trying to get XRP buying $500 million worth last Friday, uh, you know, two Fridays ago. We saw record volume for XRP over the weekend. Something is brewing. Record trading volume, which is... Uh, mostly retail and whales, right? But then you have bigger players accumulating massive amounts behind the scenes as well. We just saw a new uh, Bitso exchange firing up utility in Argentina. That's, you know, maybe just a little country. They, they only have a million users in that country, 5 million users total. Little issues, little, little bit of liquidity going to be solved there in Argentina. And that's what we love to see. And that's just one exchange that's firing up utility. You already know that the CEO of SBI says that every bank in Japan is going to use XRP. That's institutional FOMO, guys. 
that's not just retail Joe Blows trying to buy $1,000 worth of XRP. That's no, 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 no. We need to acquire millions of XRP because we're going to use this for our treasury flows. We're going to use this for back-end settlement. We need a Billy XRP. And then what happens? You can't go to the retail markets. You can't go to e even some of the over-the-counter markets aren't going to have that available. You're going to have to go to Ripple. You're going to have to go to Ripple. And so once the uh, you know, investment contract, whether it's a security, commodity, whatever the SEC case, however this ends up folding, we know not only are you going to have everyone trying to be buying in on the pump, but you're also going to have institutions that are going to want to take place in the XRP ledger. Now that they have clarity, they're going to say, okay, let's load it up, let's back it up. Some of them are already front running that. A lot of speculation in the space right now that drove us up to a 50% pump. And you see how quickly this cryptocurrency moves. It's not an ordinary company. And I think it's the most important, it's the most valuable digital commodity in existence. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, comparing, what do you compare Ripple and XRP to? I, I, I think that uh, Ripple is the Saudi Arabia of oil. So they have the cheapest cost basis. They were gifted it. And they have complete control of the flows and basically the liquidity worldwide. And what do you see now with Saudi Arabia? They're doing deals with China and Russia outside of the US dollar. So same thing with Ripple XRP. You can settle in any currency. You can accept any commodity you want for that oil. And you got all the pipelines set. You got the cheapest cost basis. You throw a straw in the ground and oil comes out. My mentor, Dan Pena, made uh, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars in the energy business, says that Saudi Arabia can get it out for five bucks a barrel. There's no competition for that country, for that region. Same thing with Ripple. They have a lock on that escrow. They have a lock on that supply. The righteous custodians of the XRP supply. But what are we seeing? We are seeing the decentralized, open, permissionless nature of the XRP ledger on display with the NFT updates, which is more utility coming in. And what I'm excited for is not only the NFTs that we're going to see coming to the XRP ledger that are going to be for the retail traders, you know, pudgy penguins coming to the XRP ledger. That's going to be cool or whatever, I guess. We're excited for real estate, tokenized real estate, tokenized commodities, everything of value coming to the XRP ledger and it absolutely is going to be made easier once they have that update for the XRP ledger. It did get stalled, which shows us that decentralized nature of the XRP ledger, which is very clear for the newbies here, for the new people here who are trying to understand why I talk about this cryptocurrency every single night. is because all the deals that have been done with Ripple, but XRP, the currency itself, is completely open source, permissionless, decentralized, efficient, effective, scales at will, unlimited scalability, okay? Anyone can use it, and they solve the most important issues first, which is throughput scalability. Now they are setting up NFT smart contracts. That is going to unlock everything of value coming in to the XRP ledger, and we are watching the institutions front run this settlement. We've seen deals with Ripple using XRP for years now. 
some of the largest banks and financial institutions on top of central banks. And we're just waiting for that settlement announcement, waiting for that staged lawsuit to end. What is the flip of the switch price going to be? $10, $100, $1,000. I think it's going to be somewhere in between those prices. That's my prediction for you. Okay. Moving to $10 is going to be so freaking easy. And at $10, many of us have changed our lives. I want to say God bless everyone in the XRP community, but more so than that, we are so much more than XRP. We are partaking in the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, understanding every single asset class. We talk about real estate, precious metals, and XRP the most. Okay, But we also talk about our business strategies. You need to figure out how to get your cash stacked because the inflation crisis will get worse. Your stock, 401k portfolio, how is that program working out? Maybe it's time to roll it over to precious metals. You can do that by heading to my website. At the very top, you'll see a link, precious metals. My people will get you set up with rolling over your 401k to precious metals if that's what you're trying to do. If you're looking to acquire more of the digital commodities that are going to run the new financial system, you can partake in that with me as well. Um, you know, I have links on down below. But more importantly, as I've been telling you guys on this channel, I've been buying all the way from 60 cents down all the way to 30 cents. When XRP chose at 33 cents, it makes me laugh and I buy more. When XRP goes to 17 cents, I am going to spend every last dollar I have. Um, obviously, I'll have to get uh, as liquid as possible for that event, which can happen anytime between now and the next couple months. We think that the bottom is going to be coming in uh, over the next 12 to 18 months, potentially. This can go very long, right? And different assets are going to move. Um, basically respective to the currencies that they're trading against. Something to understand is that the gold price against the British pound, last time I heard it's about 4% away from all-time high. So you need to understand that some of these assets have been suppressed and they're being even more suppressed against the US dollar. Against some of these other currencies like the Japanese yen, the euro, the British pound, they're less than 10% away from all-time high. So the currency crisis is falling, failing faster in other countries. As I said, we're still having a good time here in the United States. Enjoy it while it lasts and you better stack cash for all of the assets that are gonna go on sale and you better reallocate your portfolio and consider your exit strategy because um, we could easily uh, see another 50% crash in the cryptocurrency assets alone. I'm not even going to throw around any predictions for real estate. So based uh, off of each individual market. But what's important to understand here is that you need to have an understanding of what you're investing in. You don't rely on any one influencer to tell you what to do. For as bullish and as hype as we get about XRP. I'm not here to tell you guys to FOMO into XRP right now. I've been saying dollar cost average if you think that this thing's going to change the world. It's very simple. I bought XRP with you guys at $1.20. I did. And I was saying the same thing that I was saying then as I am now. Your time is running out to buy the suppressed assets before the set price settlement season passes. The crash is coming soon. We're actually in the middle of it, if you're wondering. Um, some people were in denial about the bear market. At least there's no more denial about the bear market. Now we're changing the definition of recession that's a whole different story. 
But how is your program working out? What are you doing right now? If you want to get tapped into my community, we have a community of investment, uh, investment and research taking place over at my Discord community. You can join us. Head on over to my website. It's all there at ZachRector.com. Okay. And like I said at the beginning of the show here, uh, after I get off this, I'm actually going to be changing my YouTube settings. It's going to be on subscribe only, subscribers only for the comments. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and smash that thumbs up if you appreciate this content and this message. I appreciate all of you guys so much, and I can't wait to see you guys in tomorrow's update as well. We are getting locked back in, picking up on the momentum that we had going into last week. It was truly incredible to watch the XRP pump. But what did I say? It's a fake out pump here once again. This doesn't feel right. They're setting up XRP holders once again. What did I say last night on the live stream? I just took a Bitcoin short. Bitcoin's not supposed to be above 20K. Today we cash that out at a little bit of profit. <laughs> not financial advice, but if you're looking to get tapped in, we're doing the deals on over at our Discord group. Sign up at Patreon. You'll get access to the Discord and we would love to see you guys in there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.